Welcome back to the Devin Nunes podcast. We have on one of our favorite guests that we always have on, at least he's on once a month. That's Cash Patel. Cash, coming to us from your new home in Palm Beach, huh? Yeah, right. Yeah, my new palatial estate in Palm Beach. Uh, that's uh, that's uh, what we're using. We're, Truth Headquarters is moving next to Mar-a-Lago now. Yeah, well, you know, what's interesting, as soon as you got it, it's, it's interesting. You went over to Palm Beach and all of a sudden, Mar-a-Lago's value went from like a billion dollars. <laughs> now it's only worth 18 million and it's because you're there. It's, it's like 17 and a half million too high, I think. Uh, I think they're being nice because I'm, I'm a minority. So they were giving me some protection status. But, uh, you know, it's funny. We're at our dear friend's home. We won't name him, protect his anonymity. But um, you just walk around this area and you're like, who's the clown that named Mar-a-Lago an $18 million estate when the dilapidated houses a mile down the road are worth 50 million you know it's hilarious but uh fake fake news never sleeps that's 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 true it for sure doesn't sleep and there's been a lot a lot of news this week uh but always uh, cash we're great to have you as part of true social part of the true social team and you know really what i like to tell people is that you know the true social is a movement it yeah. really is a movement and i think even biden realizes that it's a movement because since we last spoke cash joe biden is now on true social Good. Him and Gavin Newsom. The, one of those guys is going to be the Democratic nominee, and they're both on Truth Social. And Donald Trump, the Republican nominee. There's no other social media site that has these three actual presidential contenders <laughs> in one place. There isn't. The, the three meaning 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 well, Trump, Biden, Gavin. and the shadow campaign that yeah. Gavin Newsom is running. Exactly. Yeah. So there's only one place to go. And, you know, uh, it's rocking and rolling. I mean, used to be we started out, I'd be like, oh, you got to get on truth. You got to get. And then I was at Tim Pool's Tim cast just a few days ago. And his whole staff was like, hey, how do we get on truth social? I want to get verified right now. So I was just now we're just walking into rooms and people are like joining the fun. And you're able to get them, get them, uh, get them on. And I see you're so you're there. You're going to be I think you're going to a concert tonight, right? Yeah, my buddy Jason Aldean's playing in West Palm Beach. So we've got a group of friends here and uh, I'm staying at a friend's house near Mar-a-Lago and. We'll head on over there and, you know, listen to country music. And I love how you say that just like it rolls off your tongue like, oh, my buddy, Jason Aldean. <laughs> well, who is, who is Jason Aldean for those people who don't know? Well, you can find him on Truth Social. Um, he's probably one of the most important top country music singers of the last 20 years. I think he has 28 number ones. And, uh, you know, it's it's like anything else in our world, Devin. We've been unified through Truth Social, President Trump and things like that. We all came together. Jason's a big Donald Trump supporter, golf with him last two years ago um, over at Palm Beach. And then, you know, we just became friends. And um, it's kind of a wild ride, if I'm being honest with you. I get to just go see the headline act and be like, oh, I know that guy. Now, but does Aldine have a bar in Nashville like John Rich? So, so Jason's bar is right across the street from John's. And it's like in size, it's totally different. It's like this three level like behemoth. Um, but John's bar per square foot does the most beer sales on Broadway. So there's an interesting fact for you. Not, not Bud Light though. You got rid of the Bud Light. No, you know what he did actually. So I was talking, you know, uh, the audience knows you and I are good friends with John Rich, who has also an amazing country music singer, um, hall of famer. And he's got the bar at the end down there on Broadway in Nashville. And he didn't make the decision to stop selling Bud Light. He offered it after the Mick Mulvaney, whatever that person's name is debacle and the customer I, I think mick mulvaney was a former congressman and worked in the trump administration but you were close yeah whatever close um <laughs> but uh 
he he left it up to the customers who would go to the bar and say, if they want Bud Light, we'll sell it. We're a business, right? Nobody bought Bud Light. He literally had to send kegs and kegs and cases of Bud Light back to the distributor in something that's unheard of for a bar. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's, that's a powerful movement that he smartly let the business world decide. Yeah, I see. And I see you've got your based apparel brand. That's, you know, you're always, you're always promoing. Always well, you know, we should promo now. Forget based apparel. The Truth Social official merch launch is here. Hopefully. That's right. We got to put that up on the screen, actually. That's a, that's a very good point. We finally got our little store open and it's online and we're using uh, some of the based apparel, uh, yeah. based apparel uh, kind of merch, right? And the look, the merch is nothing's made in China. No CCP nonsense. Um, it's the softest materials. We've got some great designs. We've got pants, pajamas. We've got hoodies. We've got sweatshirts. We've got hats. We've got stuff coming for the holidays. The team at Truth Social and Based Apparel really worked their tails off. This store is really cool. And this is a direct result of Truth Social. My uh, my daughters have those that uh, you sent them, those really cool camouflage Christmas time uh, oh, yeah. sweatshirts that you gave we them last year. We got more of that coming too. Which they they actually wear those things. They wear them almost like year round. Whenever it's cool, they they like. Especially one of my daughters. Well, we'll sell them. We'll send them the Halloween camo. The same thing in Halloween colors. We got that. I, I forgot to send them to you, but I'll I'll get that on that. All right. Well, good. Well, let's let's roll into it. Enough of the enough of the small talk. Yeah. Um. Look, it's been a uh, been kind of an ugly ugly week. Um, yeah. Out there. I mean, as we're speaking, we've got Israeli has the Israelis have increased their. Uh -huh. uh, air air attacks. There's rumors. Who knows? You always got to be careful. But supposedly they started a, a ground assault. We truly don't know because we've been told that for several weeks now. Right. My take on this is the Israelis have been wanting to go in, uh -huh. but the Biden administration, along with Obama, who I think runs the Biden administration most of the time anyway, have been putting tremendous pressure on the Israelis not to go into the Gaza Strip. What say you? Do you agree with that assessment? Yeah, I mean, look, you, you know how to analyze Intel probably better than most people in America and the world for that matter, but it doesn't take a genius Intel statesman to figure out what's going on. Just look at history. Obama signed the nuclear deal for Iran. Obama sent them $150 million in, billion in cash when he was president. He let them produce weapons-grade material and believed Iran when the Ayatollahs told them, oh, it's just for energy. We're not building a bomb. We're not building weapons. Okay, so fast forward. Who is the architect of that? Robert Malley. We'll put a pin on that. Fast forward, Joe Biden comes in, reverses essentially Trump's withdrawal from the nuclear pro, uh, deal with Iran. He said, you're out, we're out. And he slammed tariffs and sanctions on him and suffocated the regime. But what do we just find out? Joe Biden installed the architect of Obama's nuclear deal as the Iran envoy, as the guy for the United States who's supposed to lead the charge with all things Iran. So of course, I believe that the might of Obama and Biden to be pro-Iran and trying to curb any Israeli offensive. That's just the facts from their historical positions playing out here over live time. Yeah. I've got, uh, we've got a clip that I want to play uh, because not only is the world is kind of on fire between the Middle East and all mm -hmm. that could happen there, uh, but also this, the border, uh, crisis. It's really just an invasion. Uh, yeah. But I want to play this clip for you because there's been, I don't know, some people say like maybe 150 countries uh, are represented now in the people that have crossed the border, but especially concerning because you've got military aged, even Chinese that we talked uh -huh. about on this podcast 
several months ago when I had Michael Yan on. He was in Panama. He was in the Darien Gap for the folks that watch the podcast all the time or listen on the audio version. He actually had the I mean, some of the earliest uh, photos and videos were from him. And he showed all these Chinese military age men down there. And he's like, look, they're going somewhere. They're not probably here to, to, to go to they're not going to go south to Venezuela. They're not going to go go to Colombia. They're not going to go to Ecuador. They're probably not going to go to to uh, to Guatemala. So where the hell are they going? Of course they're going to to America. And now they've come across the border. So yeah. let's uh, play that clip. National security concerns also growing over fears that terrorists could take advantage of the border crisis and slip into the crowds of migrants illegally crossing into this country. Take a look at these numbers. For the fiscal year 2023, there were a total of 169 people arrested at the southern border who are on the FBI's terror watch list. That's a huge jump from the fiscal year of 2022, which it's the highest amount of terror watch list arrests for a single year on record, and it's more than the previous six years combined. Very disturbing, John. Well, Cash, what do you think? Well, it's true. Look, 250,000 illegals come in every month under the Biden administration since he reversed Trump's effective border security policy, namely the wall, uh, Title 42, and keeping um, illegals in their home countries until they lawfully get asylum status in the United States of America. So let's just do the math. You don't have to be a genius to figure this out. I'm sure the overwhelming majority of those folks are, are good people, are not criminals, but the reality is some of them are. And what's worse is Secretary Mayorkas, the DHS Secretary for Biden, finally admitted what we all knew. You don't have to believe us. He actually said two dozen known terrorist affiliates have crossed the southern border illegally and Chris Ray's FBI and Mayorkas's DHS have lost them. They actually lost them. They don't know where they are. And for those of you listening and watching who don't think the southern border issue is directly related to what's going on with Iran and Israel, you haven't been paying attention. Iran and the CCP, along with Russia, have teamed up with the cartels and the terrorists to seed people into the United States of America for the last two and a half years. And my, my fear is not just two dozen, but if you do the math, it's going to be hundreds of people. And the problem, one of the many problems with terrorists is they'll wait. They have patience. So these migrants and caravans coming over are almost a, a, a mask for them. They're providing cover. And then they get into America and Joe Biden's like, well, you can go anywhere you want. We're going to give you voter ID. We're going to give you a driver's license. We're going to free this and that. We're going to pay for your Ritz-Carlton stay in New York City. And, you know, that sort of overrides this national security issue, which is how are we going to find these known terrorist affiliates? Why isn't this headline news? And it's coming directly from our enemies to CCP in Iran and, and Russia. Yeah. So you and I both know this very well, and it's stating the obvious, but for people who don't, who don't know uh, the situation that Israel is in right now, mm -hmm. Hamas and the Gaza Strip have, you know, I wouldn't say beginner's weapons, but uh, it's hard for them to smuggle in the types of weapons that would do the most damage. Uh, because the Israelis keep a close watch on that. They have a lot of weapons, but they're not accurate. They're smaller, uh, not as sophisticated. But that's not the case in Lebanon, which is on the north side of Israel, which for now decades, Hezbollah, which is a, an operational unit from the Iranian government, uh -huh. um, they're they're operating there, and you know there's I'm just you know looking at different news reports from what the Israelis have said publicly 
um, that they're, they expect that there could be as many. I've seen 100,000, 150,000 uh, weapons, but these are weapons cache that I think can reach across the entire country of, yeah. of Israel. Um, and I think that's the real danger. Everybody's watching that closely as the Israelis go into Gaza. What is Hezbollah going to do? Well, Hezbollah, if they come in from the north, it's going to be a multi-front war. And this, make no mistake about it, this is a world war. Just because the United States doesn't have boots on the ground there, it's a multi-country, multilateral effort by terrorists to invade our number one ally in the Middle East. And not just ours, most of the Western world's number one ally is Israel in the Middle East and Europe. And so these guys, unfortunately, you're right, they don't have the technology we do. They don't have the weaponry and, and, and machinery and manning and training we do. But they got a lot of stuff and they don't care if 50 percent of it fails. They just want 50 percent to succeed. And with them being flushed with Biden's six billion dollar payout to the Ayatollahs in Iran, they've got drone programs. And you have to remember, it's dismissed. You know, people attack President Trump for saying or the Iranians and Hezbollah are smart. Yes, they are smart. Yeah. They're the ones that launched a world war and Israel and America didn't catch them. And that's a whole nother story because well, Joe Biden and them weren't looking. And, for and the six billion, the six billion is out there. It's been admitted to by by the Biden administration. They got busted. They got caught doing it. They look ridiculous because I forget it came out to like a, a billion and a quarter per um, hostage that they paid yeah, uh, exactly. to the Iranian regime. And then they'll come and claim, oh well, it wasn't really, um, it wasn't really, didn't really happen. The money hasn't been transferred yet. But we can just forget about the six billion. Talk about the changes that the Trump administration had. They terminated the Iran nuclear deal. They were trying to drive peace between the South, the, the Arab nations, but for sure, Saudi Arabia and Israel opened up flights, opened up the ability of Israelis uh, to, to travel back and forth into, mm -hmm. into Arabia. But, you know, not just Saudi Arabia, but you've got uh, the UAE, mm -hmm. uh, Qatar, et cetera, et cetera. But on... So that deal was about ready to, to go into place, which I think is why... Uh, we're seeing this attack, why they plan this attack, because they want to stop that. The the warmongers there, the which is primarily the, the Iranians and then the radical uh, different religious sects that are there do not want to see peace because they want to wipe Israel off the face of the, of the earth. And it's in their documentation. Um, and in fact, Cash, I want to play a new, um, I want to play another clip for you, but the Iranian foreign minister had some nice comments for the United States. I think they're really scared of the Biden-Harris team Obama administration, but let's play it. Shows that we have always supported peace and security. But today in New York and the United Nations, I say frankly to the American statesmen, who are now managing the genocide in Palestine that we do not welcome to expansion of the war in the region. But I warn if the genocide in Gaza continues, they will not be spared from this fire. Well, well, nothing like inviting the enemy to your backyard and having him annihilate you on your own home territory. I mean, this is the Biden regime in a nutshell. This is what they have brought. And like she said, the six billion is one piece of it right. <laughs> that they lied about how Iran would actually spend it is is hilarious and tragic at the same time, as if we would have oversight how the Iranian ayatollahs are going to spend their money. And their president came out 
Rouhani the next day and said, we will spend this $6 billion on whatever we want. Right. And, 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 but the $6 billion, the point I was going to make earlier, the $6 billion is is nothing compared yeah. to what the Biden administration did by changing the Trump, how Trump was treating uh, the Iranian regime. They essentially opened everything wide open, allow them to sell oil. Yeah. And that's what's really making an impact now for, for the Iranian regime is they're, they're getting flush with cash. Oil's near $100. We're paying for that. We're financing basically both sides of, of this war, multiple wars, because high oil prices mm -hmm. mean the Russians have, have more money, mean the Iranian regime has more money. It means that money has to be paid by the American consumer. Mm -hmm. uh, and meanwhile, a lot of that money is being transferred over to where, and, what, and then what are we doing? We're funding the Ukrainians to fight the Russians. We're fighting the, we're funding a lot to do with, I mean, not totally with the Israelis, but we're, we're funding the Israelis now to fight uh, Hamas. I mean, this is, it's, it's real madness when, you know, the whole concept here is that if we would actually just drill for oil ourselves, we were, we were exporting energy out of this country. We had record low prices at the pump and cash. I know you don't spend a lot of time in, in California, um, <laughs> but it's hard to find gas under $6 a gallon. No, look, and that's the heart of the the Trump doctrine for Iran was sanctions. And I know people don't like to talk about it because it's not sexy. It's not fun. But the reason President Trump was so successful against Iran, I remind the audience, he killed Qasem Soleimani. I was the head of counterterrorism when we did that. And other strikes taking out terrorists that had killed and maimed American soldiers. And when you have a sanctions program coupled with a kinetic operation that's offensive in nature like that, then you get Iran to shut down. And when you, what do the sanctions mean? Now, Joe Biden's being too cute by half. He's like, oh, we left all the sanctions in place. But if you don't enforce the sanctions on the banking sector, if you don't suffocate Iran's ability to get illicit oil trades done around the world and arms deals and weapons deal, and you just say the sanctions are in place, it's meaningless. It's like having a, a law on the books for murder and not arresting anyone for murder when people commit murder. And that's essentially what Joe Biden has done in Iran. He's let the sanctions ride. He's given Iran multiple billions of dollars. He's gone out there publicly stating that he is almost okay with taking a pro-Iranian position versus a pro-Israeli. It should be 100 to zero. This shouldn't even be a contest. It shouldn't be an issue. But now we have, of course, LA and other cities with these huge Hamas-Palestinian rallies. And we have universities celebrating the strikes and the war into the Gaza territory, essentially celebrating war. This party of left, this party of peace, uh, and Joe Biden has completely lost its way. And they're letting the number one state sponsor of terror run all over the rest of the world. Yeah. And one of the points that that I, I made over the weekend on Maria Bartiromo's show, Sunday show, uh, is that you hear this talk now by even members of Congress um, who actually promoted an insurrection at the Capitol, shut down Independence Avenue, shut down um, part of the Capitol. Um, but you hear them talking um, about, you know, the hospital uh, blowing up in got got that got damaged um, in in got on in the Gaza Strip. Uh -huh. um, immediately was blamed by the fake news on the Israelis. But then quickly after that, that story completely fell apart. But still, a lot of the fake news never retracted their stories, never apologized. And you have members of Congress, many people around the, around the world who continue to repeat that lie. But here's the here's the thing, Cash, that 
that nobody's paying attention to, and you talked about it, about how all these universities, everybody's partying all over the world, those parties and those celebrations started immediately after you found out when it was just being reported that maybe seven or 800 Israelis had been killed. Mm -hmm. Right away, before the Israelis had done one thing, people were celebrating around the world. And so long before you had, you got to, you know, history on all this is important. But watching what happened in that kind of first 12, 12 hour, 24 hour period, it reminds me back to 9-11, 2001, when we're at in the Gaza Strip, in the Palestinian territories, in the West Bank, all over the Arab world, what were they doing? They were celebrating uh, mm -hmm. that America was attacked on 9-11. This is the same exact thing mm -hmm. that happened to the Israelis. And I think what you're going to see, and I want to get your comment on this, um, this, what, what these, what, the, what, what, I mean, they're really animals, uh, these Hamas animals. I've you know, heard people call them the Hamas Nazis. Um, this is horrific cash. This is worse than anything that I, I mean, you and I both, uh, you know, dealt in this business for a long time. I mean, th these guys make, uh, ISIS look like, uh, like child's play of what they were doing with the, and look, maybe ISIS was, was, was this bad and we just didn't get the videos of it but now a lot of these videos are out there look i don't think we've seen anything like this where you have sickos filming all of this stuff yeah. killing children old people raping women uh taking the kidnappers i've never seen anything like horrific like this um in in, in my time it, it it starts and ends with the following point hamas is a foreign terrorist organization that's not me saying it. That's not you saying it. That's the United States Congress and presidents going back two decades made that the law. Hamas is a terrorist organization, period. So if you are pro-Hamas, by Joe Biden's definition of an FTO, by Donald Trump's, by Barack Obama's, by George Bush's, you are pro-terrorist. That's what you're saying. I'm not saying there's not good people in and around there. But there's a reason we designate these groups terrorist organizations. We don't want them doing trade with America. We suffocate them from banking relationships. We don't allow them to do business with our partners around the world. And you're right. This has been a degradation over the last two and a half. This didn't happen overnight. When we flipped and when Donald Trump left the White House, these Iranians, these Hamas people, these Hezbollah people and CCP in Russia got together and said, we got an opening. We got a chance. We don't have to deal with Donald Trump anymore. And Joe Biden isn't going to do anything. And he's going to be effectively... Uh, feeble on the world stage. And now we see our commander in chief unable to even land meetings with the global leaders in the Middle East, get stood up on runways for five hours. The president of the United States can't get a meeting with the global leaders in the Middle East and gets canceled on. That's where we are. And people are always talking about, how did we miss it? We missed it because the Biden regime has built over time with the universities, with the mainstream media, a position of weakness that is somehow cheered on and acceptable and when you have a Hamas, a foreign terrorist organization, kill children, murder women, rape people, and hurt Americans and take Americans hostage, and there's absolutely no retribution from America for doing this act of war, it infuriates people except the radical left because they're out there thinking and they've been taught by these universities, by the mainstream media and by Joe Biden, no, no, that's okay. We need to, you know, we need to help some of these people. And I'm not saying some of them don't need help. But right now, this is a full-fledged war. We need to pick an actual side and provide assistance to one side and stop giving money to terrorists. Yeah, I mean, you can't have atrocities like this committed 
yeah. at this day and age and not have, I mean, there's, I, I just, Hamas has got to be completely wiped out. They probably should have been wiped out long ago. We probably should have taken them even more seriously uh, than we did. But uh-huh. this is not acceptable behavior in today's day and age. I mean, this is uh-huh. way worse than anything that we that we saw in in any of the, the the prior wars. You know, I mean, I would say even especially done all within a by I don't know what are they. We'll, we'll later get the numbers, but supposedly there's a thousand to fifteen hundred Hamas uh, terrorists that came over the border, yeah, killed at least fourteen hundred Israelis. And did atrocities to them in just a short, compact time frame. I mean, like an eight-hour period. That you know, I look war, bad things happen. We've all read the stories. We've all seen the pictures of the violence that occurs, whether it was Vietnam, the Korean War, you know, World War II. There's pretty good history there. We know what the Nazis did, but but for this short amount of time, I mean, it's incredible the the what they were what they were able to do, just just in it killing just yeah. innocent people. But there's one other factor, like, you know, my background, I was a national security prosecutor. We prosecuted terrorists, right? And that no one's talking about, right? It's okay for organizations like BLM to go out there and take a pro-Hamas position and actually facilitate a foreign terrorist organization. And the DOJ and FBI won't do anything. I remember if, if anyone in the world gave a foreign terrorist organization five bucks, that was material support of terrorism. That is a federal felony punishable by 15 years in prison. I prosecuted scores of people for material support of terrorism. What about all these groups out there? Well, the DOJ, Cash, the DOJ and the FBI, they can't, they don't have enough resources to go do anything because they're too busy chasing Donald Trump all over the country, uh, bringing indictments. They don't have time. I mean, they don't have time to look at Hunter Biden, James Biden, Joe Biden. They don't have time for the 8 million terrorists that are coming, that have been that have come across the border. They don't have the time to mess with Hamas. I mean, come on, Donald Trump, man. They got to go after Donald Trump. They're don't forget your staffers. On. They're too busy chasing your surveilling your staffers, your former. Well, staffers. we're going to get to that. We're <laughs> we're going we're going to get to that. We're talking to Cash Patel. For those of you listening on the auto side, don't forget to go to the Apple Gods. Give us a five star rating if you like us. If you don't, give us a one star rating like the rest of the, the left wingers. But uh, but give us a good rating in there and leave the comments because we read the comments and we will talk about the comments. On air, in fact, I know a lot of you are watching on on Rumble right now. Uh, we've got a lot of you watching live on Rumble. So if you have any questions for Cash, uh, we will we'll try to get to those here at the end of the show. Um, but Cash, I want to switch I want to switch gears. But before I do, um, we we talk a lot about uh, what you know what we do here at True Social. Um, you know, we don't, we give people a right to speech it really is a movement to, uh-huh. uh, give people their basic rights of freedom of speech. You know, we're open around the globe. Um, we have, we don't, we, you know, unless you do something illegal, we're family friendly, but we let you say your piece and yeah. we even let Joe Biden come on the platform and his campaign are on the platform. Um, but I want to talk about another platform, um, and just get your quick take on it, but TikTok and <laughs> Why am I bringing up TikTok? So I, I saw a frightening story this week, polling that came out uh-huh. that 18 to 24 year olds, like 51% essentially supported that Hamas was right to be able to do what they did to the Crazy. Israelis from, I think, 25 to 35 cash. It was still almost tied like in the 40s. Um, would I be right to think about the only way that this really could happen um, is and then I've only heard this because I'm not on TikTok, 
But is it possible that the Chinese, through the algorithms that they're building, they're promoting yeah. all of this anti-Israeli stuff into yeah. the minds of our children? And as you know, yeah. you know, kids under the age of 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 you know no, well, twenty five. So I mean, they're on they're on TikTok nonstop. As you know, as you know, TikTok is essentially the digital fentanyl of the time, and we've been talking about it. that's why the Trump administration sanctioned them across the board, mm -hmm. and it's 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 part of the process with the mainstream media and the fake news, right? And let's not forget who TikTok is owned by and run by, right? ByteDance, a CCP company. The Chinese government owns TikTok. Just think about that, parents. If your kids are on TikTok, you are supporting the CCP. You are supporting the disinformation campaigns they put out that allow this message to resonate with your children that's saying a foreign terrorist organization like Hamas is to be praised, is to be accepted. We can only get there because the fake news partners with these big tech companies, TikTok, Facebook, um, you know, Titter, whatever they call it nowadays, and all the rest of them. And they land big contracts with the FBI and DOJ, not only to rig elections and censor your free speech, but now your kids. Not only is this Chinese Communist Party killing our youth with fentanyl physically, they're taking the long approach, the slow kill approach to our ch children's brains. And that's why I call China, uh, the TikTok, the Chinese, the CCP's digital fentanyl. That's exactly what it is. What family can you sit down in the United States of America and have their kids say it's okay to be pro a foreign terrorist organization? How far removed from reality have we actually gone because of their hatred for Donald Trump and the truth? Yeah, and look, I'd, I've seen kids that are on this, you know, on, on TikTok for those you know parents uh, who are out there, grandparents that are, that are watching, listening to the show. I mean, it's very addictive. They just sit there and they and they get glued to it. And they're building algorithms that can just force feed all of the anti-Israeli yeah. uh, propaganda right into these kids. And they're seeing like eight second clip after eight second clip after eight second clip. Um, I don't know how else it is that you would get polling that would think that where you could take over 1400 dead Israelis, many killed in the most brutal way that we've seen in the history of the planet. And you think that it's OK and that members of Congress are actually still promoting, promoting lies. It's, 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 it's absolutely frightening. Um, Cash, we, I want, I do want to get to, uh, so there, there was some breaking news um, this week and it's actually builds on the news that, that we already knew uh, last right around between Thanksgiving and Christmas of last year. Yeah. Um, we finally learned that the department of justice and the FBI actually spied on you and spied on our other and other team members that were on that were on our team when we were actually investigating the Department of Justice. Yeah. They opened up uh, and filed on you. Now, that's been out there a little bit. It didn't um, hasn't got as much as attention as possible. I know that you've brought a legal case against the government and many of these government gangsters, as you call them in your book, which we haven't even I forgot to say Cash's book is out um, called Government Gangsters. But this week, Cash. We found out that there was a, a whole nother slew of staff that happened, to, that happened to be targeted. And guess who it was? One of the one of the best partners that we had in the United States Senate um, that worked closely with us in our Russia hoax investigation was a guy named Senator Grassley from yeah. Iowa. Yep. And it just so happens, Cash, that his staff were all spied on 
Awesome. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. No, you know what? I mean, just think about this. Devin, you you remember you were in Congress. Remember when Senator Feinstein's staff was spied on when she was head of the Intel and Judiciary Committee by the CIA and how that blew up into the most, you know, like and rightly so, an unlawful invasion by one coordinate branch of government utilizing and weaponizing law enforcement intelligence to surveil unlawfully senior congressional staffers. Now, it wasn't a big story back then when we found out. Remember, we didn't find out till five years later when Google, of all people, sent notifications to me and others that this had even happened. Now, Google had and Facebook and I think a couple others have sent the same notification to a few other folks. I think it's at the count is at 12 now, including Senator Grassley's then yeah. staff, including probably Democratic staff, because the DOJ is going to come in and say, oh, we were investigating everyone for these crazy leaks. You know, we put everyone in the same book in the basket, but they use surreptitious surveillance warrants to collect our personal data, our personal information, because they wanted to get information on you. Because remember, Devin, the one thing you succeeded in doing was nuking the FISA court's lies that the FBI and DOJ bought and paid for, sold it into a federal court to unlawfully surveil. And do you know who signed that warrant? The bad one, the really bad one? Rod Rosenstein, who had to personally authorize this surveillance of us. Yeah. So we showed their Ooh. corruption and they use vengeance in the form of justice in the judicial process against us. So right now I'm inviting every staffer that was out there to join my lawsuit. And if you want to go at it alone, that's fine too. We through the Cash Foundation will fund your lawsuit, but this needs to be corrected and more people in Congress should be in an uproar. Yeah, I mean, look, maybe now with Grassley, you know, uh, it, you know, it's harder, I think. Well, the Republicans have been a little disjointed this year anyway. But um, the fact that they haven't went after the situation with I mean, it was effectively they targeted my lawyers. I mean, that's what they did in order to get to me. They didn't have the balls to go after me. But by getting to you guys <laughs> yeah. as the as the lawyers, they could get all of the documentation, everything that, we're, that we were building against them, who Rosenstein himself was under investigation by us. Yeah. Um, by me. I mean, I told him point blank. And, you know, he tried to shut down our investigation numerous times, time after time, tried to get to so the memo didn't come out. Look, we all know now because that son of a bitch is the one who signed the FISA. Yeah. But now, even before that, even before that we learned some of that, he was actually spying on the staffers who were investigating him. And, you know, it really leads questions now is, you know, what did Rosenstein know and when did he know it? He he had to have known about the, the whole Clinton and the DNC and all of this. And yeah. in, in my mind, uh, but he was asked about it, Cash, and we have one more clip that I want to play for you, and I want to get you to comment on it. Here it is. I think I remember this. Mr. Rosenstein, did you threaten staffers on the House Intelligence Committee? Media reports indicate you did. Media reports are mistaken. Sometimes, but this is what they said. Having the nation's number one law enforcement officer threaten to subpoena your calls and emails is downright chilling. Did you threaten to subpoena their calls and emails? No, sir, and there's no way to subpoena phone calls. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm reading what the press said. I'm reading what well, the I, press said. I would said. suggest that you not rely on what the press says, sir. Well, I didn't ask if there's no way to do it. I asked if you said it. If I said what? What I just read you. No, I did not. Well, now, who are we supposed to believe? Staff members who we've worked with, who've never misled us, or you guys, who we've caught hiding information from us, who tell a witness not to answer our questions. Who are we supposed to believe? Thank you for making clear it's not personal, Mr. Jordan. Well, I, I didn't, I'm saying the you Department believe of Justice. Me because I'm telling the truth and I'm under oath. And if you want to put somebody else under oath and they have something different. I know these yeah, staff members. Respond. Yeah. I mean, he's so, the biggest liar in, in, in DOJ history, and that's saying something. 
Yeah. Or one, or one of them. One of. I mean, the whole idea that he says, oh, you can't go get, uh, you, you can't go get phone calls. I mean, you what know, a deflection. What yeah. a deflection. What about yeah. the emails? Oh, you did. You already got the emails. You knew when you were testifying that not right. only did you threaten us, you had done it two months before you threatened us that you had already issued the subpoenas to get all of my information. What a yeah. liar. Deflection is exactly right because he's he deflects by saying, oh, well, you can't go get the phone calls in the aftermath. Like, what are you talking about? Like, no, you jackass. Like, they, they, I guarantee you, it's not only that they got your the email. Oh, everything. They also got all the phone records. You know, no, so no. so yeah. so Congressman Jordan, Chairman Jordan, at that point, kind of misspoke when he was asking Rosenstein those questions. But yeah. Rosenstein knew exactly what Jordan was asking him. He knew that he had signed subpoenas yeah. to go and get and look, your phone records, many other phone records, and all of the emails. And I hope you're you're successful. Yeah, look, as a national security prosecutor, I know how leak investigations about classified things work. We didn't leak anything. We know Adam Schiff and company leak. We know Rob Rosenstein's DOJ and Chris Ray's FBI. And by the way, it's mentioned, it's worth mentioning, Chris Ray was the director of FBI then and still is. He is in my lawsuit because I want to put Rob Rosenstein and Chris Ray under oath so that the American people can hear their lies thrown back in their face. But the point is, Devin, you know this. As a national security prosecutor, you don't just subpoena Google. You get every single entity that that individual has touched Facebook, Google, Verizon, Sprint, you know, Commerce Bank, Bank of whatever they've got. You get Yahoo, Hotmail, everything. And the only reason we, we found out is because Google, of all people, has the single policy that notifies people after five years that they were subpoenaed. And you're right. We knew it was bigger when we found out about just me and our, our colleague then on, on the staff there. And now we know it's at least 12 people over multiple committees in the House and the Senate. And I think the next step is we're going to find a ticked off Democratic staffer and then the media will cover it and somehow say, oh, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, the, that, the media you know? hasn't said a damn thing about it at all. Uh, Cash, I will say that one of our buddies, uh, I'm I'm coming to you from True Social headquarters. Cash is hanging out in Palm Beach at his new at his new pad over there. He got it for 18 million, <laughs> yeah, 18 million dollars, a billion dollar property got for 18 million. But. Uh, Cash, somebody, one of our buddies from California is watching right now. He said he, he liked your comment about the fentanyl, not only the, the real fentanyl, but TikTok being fentanyl. But he had a great comment. He said that Rumble and True Social are his fentanyl, especially with you, Cash. <laughs> Cash is like fentanyl for people that are out there. There you watching. go. There's a, good, there's a good value there for that. It's free, too. Don't worry. We'll keep it coming on Rumble and True Social all day long. So, so Cash, just a couple questions uh, that we have in the feed. Um just your experience with freeing hostages as it compares to Biden paying $6 billion. You were involved a lot of, uh, in, in a lot of these hostage negotiations in the last couple of years of the Trump administration. Um, how much did you guys pay? Zero. 54 hostages and detainees returned around the world. That's more than every president before Donald Trump combined. We got them home from Syria, Iran, Iraq, Russia, China, Southeast Asia, Africa. And we had a combination of diplomatic strategy along with kinetic operations and special forces operators that were utilized based on intelligence. And the world leaders feared Donald Trump because they knew not to get in the way of these resolutions. And we've got people out of Iran, multiple people paid zero dollars. And now you see the result of a bankrupt international security policy that Joe Biden has, has put on the table, a continuation of Barack Obama's Iran nuclear plan. And they just keep giving the money and the, the enemy money. And that's not going to stop. And it's only going, here's the, here's the bad part. It's always good when America comes home, always has to be celebrated, but it's 
what are the next terrorists going to do and how many Americans are they going to take now that they know they can get six billion a billion ahead? Yeah, well, and, you know, kind of some of the final, you know, just something that I want to follow up on because we had some questions about it. Um, Newsom was the governor of California. who He's running like the the worst shadow campaign of all time because yeah. everybody knows it. They all know that he's running. Yeah. Uh, he's just counting down the days for Biden to to like fall over, for Biden to be indicted. Um, I'm not sure that Team Obama, who actually run the Biden administration, I, I know they want Biden out. Yeah. I think they got a bit of a problem because they don't know what to do with Kamala Harris. Um, but do they want the question that, that we have is, do they want Newsom? I think that's a good question. And then kind of the follow up, the hell was he doing over there in China um, meeting with Xi? I mean, it's it's, it's kind of like right in your face. I think the first with all the things the Chinese are doing and especially doing with fentanyl in California. Yeah. Um, so what say you about new? I think you're right. Look, the Democrats are smart and they're evil and they're vindictive. They're smart enough to know Joe Biden cannot beat Donald Trump. They're smart enough to know that his policies have failed across the board, national security, economic health, education, everything else. We have precipitously fallen. Um, from our global status around the world. And we are heading, heading towards two more world wars. So they want almost anyone else. Now, do they want Newsom? They, you know, a lot of radical left-wingers view him as a statesman and, you know, charismatic. And by the way, the only presidential debate I'm going to watch is the one between him and Tater Ron. I think it's going to be hilarious. Um, I think Ron DeSantis is going to get schooled um, at that debate. But I do think they want someone else. And they're going to try their hardest to utilize actual DOJ and FBI weaponry to try to sideline Biden quietly so that they can drop in. Maybe it's Gavin Newsom. Maybe it's not. I don't know. But I know they want somebody else. And what he's doing over there, he's just out there for himself in Cal in China, of all places, meeting with global leaders, raising his status and probably showing the world that he, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, can meet with Xi Jinping in China. But Joe Biden cannot. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, although I still think it's not a good, it wasn't a good idea for yeah. him to go to China, but That's yeah, I think true. he's trying to put himself out there as, as you know, the, the, the only guy that can take Biden's place. Although I think you're going to see several others, a, a democratic congressman today from Minnesota, he announced he's running. Of course we had uh, Kennedy who was trying to run as a Democrat yeah. um, now is running as an, as an independent. I think that's going to pose some problems uh, for the, uh, for the Democrats. Uh, moving forward, um, could be a few of the uh, Rust Belt uh, governors uh, on the yeah. Democratic side that are that are going to run. Um, we have uh, Cash. This is actually a really good, really good question. Um, so, so dealing with Syria, um, there's been ISIS and Al Qaeda around Syria. Uh, the U.S. military has been. We've been trying to root them out now for mm -hmm. uh, for a long time. Of course, you had the totally botched situation where the where where obama went in to try right. to get rid of and hillary clinton all these idiots went in they got they created a mess in libya they created a mess uh in syria to go after assad um and that's still been a mess but now it's like a pipeline for iran to ship weapons over yeah. to hezbollah uh -huh. um but what do you think of the attacks uh that have occurred on our military forces um you know in the middle east these drone attacks Mm -hmm. uh, is the question. And what do you think of Biden's response? You know, I'm reminded of the, uh, you know, the attacks we had on U.S. installations in Iraq and Syria when President Trump was president and the mainstream media lit itself on fire, including President Trump. I don't see any of that reporting yeah. now. And yeah, yeah, you're right. thankfully, we yeah, lost no American lives and there was no serious casualties. 
And that's, again, I'm, I'm thankful that that's the reaction. But remember, Donald Trump barrel bombed Syria. Donald Trump took on Iran. What is Joe Biden doing? They say they've hit some installations somewhere in Syria and Iraq, but that is just for the radical left-wing media headlines. What is the reality? How do they infiltrate our spaces? What are they working on next? And we have to ask that question because this is the regime in Biden that let World War III and four start in the Ukraine and Israel and never saw it coming. And that's the question people need to focus on. Yeah. So Cash, where can people can follow you on True Social at Cash? Uh, but also just to you know, give you a shot to uh, talk about government gangsters and, and the book. How's it doing? I know you've been all, you've been you're you're traveling all over the place. Yeah. Um, doing on, on your book promotion, but you've been you've been all over. Give us a little taste of where you've been and where yeah. you're headed. Well, look, Truth Social not only launches number one albums and records and songs, Truth Social now launches number one books. Donald Trump launched Government Gangsters, my book on Truth Social called The Blueprint for 2024. It's the roadmap to destroying the deep state. Everything we've been talking about, two-tier system of justice, weaponization of intel, all this stuff is in one place. They're corrupt criminal conspirators in the media. And what I laid out in Government Gangsters is just simple, how we fix government agency by agency and how we use Congress and oversight and how we use executive personnel levers and things like that. And it shot up the charts. It's a bestseller on Amazon. It's a bestseller on Wall Street Journal. The New York Times said we qualified as a New York Times bestseller, but they're not going to give us that title. Um, I kind of don't want it anyway. So go to governmentgangsters.com, get a signed copy, go wherever books are sold, get your copies. I'm still in week three or four of the launch and I'll be going to California and about uh, four other states on the rest of the book tour. So thanks for letting me talk about it. But thank you, Truth Social. Without it, there would be no kind of book launch like this. And we wouldn't be putting out the truth to arm Americans at the voting booth next year. And and one more time, let's put up the Truth Social store. Um, yeah, have, gotta get the merch. Yep, we got new, we had the Truth Social store is now open. It's and, hot, it's hot. And you can go to, you know, Cash has been uh, pushing it out there. I've been pushing yeah. it out there, but uh, let us know what else uh, you guys would like in terms of, of, of truth. Yeah, send us your merch. ideas. Yep. Sounds good. All right, Cash. We'll enjoy uh, your Jason out. Oh, for those of you who joined late, Cash did not buy a home. That was just a joke. He doesn't have a home in Palm <laughs> Beach. Uh, but he is in Palm Beach. But Cash, why, why are you there? I'm going to go see my buddy Jason Aldean. He's uh, playing a concert tonight in Palm Beach. So I've got some friends in town. So uh, you can check it out. Jason Aldean's on Truth Social too. You'd know if you're following him. All right, Cash. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. And thank nice. you all for tuning in. It's Devin Nunes. We'll catch you next week.